So, uh, how do I do this again? I have no idea. Uh, I don't even know what episode we're on. I don't know what day we're on. All I know, you guys and gals, is that lockdown 2.0 in England is whooping my butt. Honestly, I'm hating it. Whilst business, both in LTB terms, is, is look, it's been a decent, really decent year. I think that's only justified because of the fact we've been brilliant in supporting trainers. But also the gym this time hasn't seen the dip in numbers that we did in lockdown one. We've been very well supported by our members. My PT clients will want more sessions and we've got less daylight hours. It's well hard. It's so hard at the moment. I'm missing school drop-offs. I'm missing school pickups. This is the thing that make my life complete. You know, I'll take Izzy to school in the morning and collect her. Today is the first day I've not done either of those in a day. And it's breaking me. And all the only reason is because I'm got to, I've got to cram the same amount of work into less daylight hours. Like... In March, April, May, and all this kind of stuff, when we had heat wave, it was really easy, really easy, because like you end up with like it's light at seven in the morning or six in the morning, and it's light at nine a.m., nine p.m. in the evening. Now it's like <laughs> it is dark the whole time, and uh, and clients only want to train in the daylight. It would seem so. Look, I I sound like I'm moaning. I'm not. Honestly, it's it's just been well hard, and like always there have to be sacrifices when things start getting on top of you and it has got on top of me i have been more run down i have been more pressured but um i only want to do podcasts when i'm not going to add value i don't want to just do wishy-washy stuff without any further ado though i did a facebook live today and it and an instagram as well i've been trying to stream on both platforms at the same time kill two birds with one stone burge and uh, as a result of that, I did a, a, a live stream on career longevity. It was a request from me old Instagram. And I wanted to answer the question very sincerely because is there a career longevity? Is there a shelf life to personal training? You, you see it said so much online and you hear it from other people. It's like, well, you don't see many personal trainers still doing personal training in their 50s. And that's not because people don't personal train in their 50s. It's largely because... Our industry is still so new. Our industry is really new. Like, that's the biggest reason why you don't see many people doing PT in their 50s. It's like, whilst people have been coaching for God knows how long, for ages, for ages, like the fitness industry as we know it isn't really much more than like 25, 30 years old. So the fact that you don't really get to listen to somebody who was 16, 17, dropping out of school, going to be a PT, and now they're 70 years old and did PT all that time. It just doesn't happen, but it will. In the next 15, 20 years, you'll see the average age of personal trainers starts to increase as people will just last the course. They love it. But anyway, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to give you different career paths, different career options. If you are thinking, you know, what does your industry, what does your career in this industry look like beyond the gym floor? It doesn't have to leave the gym floor. I'm going to tell you that now. But there are some options you have available to you. And I'm going to give you those options in five, four, three, two, one. Enjoy it. Bye. Like for me, um, longevity in the fitness industry is something that isn't really spoke about a huge amount because there's this very normal uh, idea and concept that once you're a PT, you do PT and then you open your own gym and that's the end. <laughs> that's, that's when it all, it all kind of finishes off. So, uh, I wanted to just try and talk around some other stuff that people do and have done over the course of time and maybe stuff that you guys can take from this. Uh, because one of the biggest 
misconceptions about the fitness industry is that it's an old industry and there should be a plotted career path, very different ways that you could go. But it's not. It's a very new industry in many respects. You don't know. Uh, let's, as an example, you don't really get to meet many uh, people who started off their career at age like 15, 16 years old and are now in their 60s and 70s and been a personal trainer all that time. The fitness industry is quite new. Well, the personal training industry is relatively new. And it advances and evolves all of the time. And of course, with the proliferation of technology, that makes things even more like new and vast as well to go with it. On like online coaching was kind of a thing like six or seven years ago, but now it's a massive thing. <laughs> Twenty twenty is of course is a massive thing. So what we've got to bear in mind is first and foremost, we need to accept that the fitness industry in itself is relatively new. Therefore us having an understanding about what a long-term career could look like, very few people have had the long-term start-to-end career in the fitness industry into like retirement age. And of course, one of the, the, the main reasons why having your own gym makes a lot of sense uh, to some people is that if you have your own gym, it means that you can start nurturing coaches through and is start employing people, so managerial uh, aspects to your job and your career and start removing yourself from delivering so many training sessions yourself. The argument I've always got to this is that not many trainers become personal trainers because they want to be a managerial type, not delivering sessions. So you need to have a, like a good understanding about what it is you actually enjoy about the role. And is there really any harm in planning to be a session delivering personal trainer for as long as you want to be? Another example I'll give, let's say, uh, let's take a, a, another service, another tradesperson, let's say a plumber. Like, are they going to be doing plumbing until retirement age? Probably. What about a hairdresser? Unless they want to own a salon and employ staff, because like the, the stuff about owning a gym or owning a salon or owning your own premises, it, it's not the same as being a personal trainer. You signed up to this job to support people through their health and fitness journey as best you possibly can. So then if we're saying that actually you don't want to be a managerial type, you don't have the managerial and logistical skills or even desires to want to run a team of people, to want to run uh, a fitness facility, are there other pathways? Well, of course, uh, I'm kind of, I, although I've got a gym, I'm doing this now. It's a slightly different pathway. I went down like an education and mentoring route as well. So the next stage on that you could look at rather than looking at brick and mortar and managerial stuff is have you got a skill set that other trainers want to learn from and have you got results over a prolonged period of time that are attractive for other trainers to learn from as well you can see people like Nick Tomanello Nick Tomanello is an incredible example of someone that had a gym but actually really didn't like having it he didn't like doing the day-to-day -day gym stuff and he's a, one of the best educators in the world but then I also look at people like Tom Crodgington, who is one of my all-time favorite people in life, let alone the fitness industry. And he's done an incredible job of running a brick-and-mortar business, having an educational arm to his business too. And now they're starting to launch a bit online. So he's got a diverse range of things. And he is uh, like he's not like a 16-year-old, 17-year-old. He's, he's one of the people that have actually been through this for like 20, I think he's been coaching 25 years now and is showing no signs of wanting to stop. Then I look at people like Andy McKenzie, another incredible educator, an incredible guy, an incredible person to learn from, has had the brick and mortar business, great education company, 
And so he's got a diverse range of skills that trainers want to learn from, want to absorb. Uh, but then look, education, you training other trainers might not be a thing. There's a, obviously it's a vast space now. There's lots of people doing it. What about your ability as a trainer over the course of time, over the course of years, have you really enjoyed content creation? Have you really enjoyed marketing? Because there could be a capacity for you to like show over a long period of time that you are able to run a small independent self-employed business, attract clients, and you had good graphs of marketing concepts. That might take you off the gym floor into a business consultant based role. And there's a lot of people doing that before they've actually got the track record in business. That's, and that's for another day. So now we've got potential for managerial and logistical of running a fitness facility, educational based on supporting trainers with development that they need, and the kind of the things you wish you had when you were a trainer uh, starting out. And then you've got people potentially going to business consultancy. Uh, then what about online? What about online infrastructure? For some of you, you might have online coaching systems whereby rather than run a fitness facility with a team, you might have a scalable online brand whereby you all of a sudden have two or three coaches working with you on your online business over a prolonged period of time. That might take you out of the day-to-day -day of session delivery or online consultancy with your clients into managing a team. But one thing is going to overarch all of this. The, the, the big underlying principle of all of this is that in order to you, for you to feel comfortable opening a facility, you're going to need to have a track record of training clients really, really, really well and feel comfortable generating uh, a client base. Now, in a commercial gym, that's used to be a bit more straightforward than it is now, certainly. But when you've got footfall, the pressure's not on. When you've got to drive your own footfall and you can still do that and you can grow a PT business that way, like running a fitness facility, you need to make sure you've got a track record of doing that before you open the gym. Because if you're terrible at marketing, terrible at generating clients, go into a place where there's zero footfall and now you've got a lease and potentially staff, that is uh, pressure you don't need. So get good while the pressure's off. What about education? If you want to be able to run an education arm or mentoring arm to your business, again, the same rules apply. You need a track record in delivering really good results, having a very vibrant, busy business, but also your methods are something that you believe trainers could genuinely value, for, like genuinely value and learn from and advance their careers. The only reason why I'm here talking to you today is because I did that very thing about eight years ago, coaching young Jonathan, who now works as the head coach at Curious uh, he, he, I loved coaching and mentoring him and bringing him through and showing him the ropes and Hey, this is, this is a really fun thing to do, but you need to have, you need to have that, like that foundation of look, delivering great results for your clients, having a business that other trainers find attractive, and then you can create a scalable model around potentially being an educator or mentor or guide for trainers. What about for people who again, got aspirations to maybe move into a more business component side of their job once their, their shelf life on the gym floor has ended. And like I say, there's no reason why your shelf life on the gym floor has to end. Our industry is very new. The reason why you don't see many 70-year-old trainers on a gym floor is because our industry is new. It's not the same as other services. But if you want to go down the route of potentially uh, helping with marketing, advertising, or whatever that may look like into the future, 
the same rules apply. You've got to deliver a great result for your current clients, do a great job over time with them, show that you can attract clients into your own business over a fixed amount of time, and then you have um, a saleable asset in order to like advertise those services further down the line. Look, here's what I did for my business. Here's how it works. Here's my understanding and the intricacies of not just marketing, like put a post on social media, that's marketing, mate. Actually understanding the topic to a wide degree that's something that might take your career off of the gym floor into something like uh, a paid marketing role over time. Look at Lawrence Judd, done that incredibly well. He started out being an a online coach. He, then he got into more of a business side of things with the Personal Training Collective. Big up, Luke. And now he's working as a marketeer in a different company, in a different industry. But he had to like tread that line first. So yes, there are plenty of opportunities off the gym floor. But one thing I will always say to every trainer, you joined this industry for a reason. As a personal trainer, you got into this because the job appealed to you, helping people with their health and fitness goals. There is not necessarily a shelf life to this. There's not. Do like I'm nearly 40. Do I see myself doing one-to-one -one personal training into my 50s? Yes. Am I watching trainers currently? like flirting with their 50s, still loving the job? Yes. We don't get tired from this job because we get older. We get tired from this job because it stops inspiring us. That's the people that leave it, go and do, no, do other things. But in, in fairness, like if you still love it and you still put some like butterflies in your stomach, I know people qualifying to be a trainer after a, like a corporate gig for like the last 20 years. They're like mid 40s, early 50s, requalifying to become a trainer because they can see a gap in the market for somebody of that age delivering one-to-one -one personal training, boot camps, whatever it may be. But I know I'm in this for life. I, I'll retire a personal trainer. Uh, so yeah, th that's just my thoughts on this today. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you've got comments and thoughts, please put them in the comments below. I do appreciate the feedback as always. Uh, Instagram, you've been a bloody well joy. Facebook, you've had the DSLR, the microphone, the sound effects, and people listening on the podcast at a later date. Well, you just get me coming in your ears. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.